1: And welcome to the Bash Mania podcast. I love to roll the intro music right now, but we don't have any yet. Still working on that. So anybody who is either a Christian or a wrestling fan or preferably both is going to love today's episode. We've got three-time NCAA champion and three-time Big Ten champion Bo Nickel coming on the show Bo is one of the best in the sport, no doubt. He's a 2019 U23 World Team member at 92 kilos. He's got so much going on as he gears up for the Tokyo Olympics next year. And more impressive than what he does on the mat is his character off the mat. He's just an all-around great guy. With that said, let's just get him on the show. How are you, Bo? Good, Justin. Doing well. How about you? Doing good, man. Last week was fun being in Jersey for the week. Uh, We probably can't really talk about what we were doing, but it was nice to have a little meeting last week at Fiddler's Elbow, get some stuff going. (laughs) For sure, no doubt about that. (laughs) Got gotta gotta be uh, excited for that. And you know, I was thinking this weekend about having you on, and you know, to get started, I've been blessed by being able to be in the Penn State room because we worked with Cal when he was still at Iowa State, and. When he moved to Penn State, we were already kinda close. So I came down to Penn State as soon as he moved there and he's always welcomed me into the room with wide open arms. So from day one, like he would introduce me to everybody. And it's been so cool to have friendships with you guys as I see you guys young in the room. And I always tell everybody, like, since day one, you've been the guy that no matters no matter what, like you'll come from the other side of the wrestling room, say hello, shake somebody's hand, whether it's my hand, Don's or whoever. Um and I think that's pretty cool and I think that says a lot to 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 your personality and, and who you are but you know one of the things I was wondering is when you first came to Penn State did you feel that way like I know that we've talked about your recruiting trip and how mm-hmm. well you felt recruited but did you feel that welcomeness from day one
0: yeah definitely I mean the first the first time I visited Penn State I I came up to the coach's office, the, all the coaches were super welcoming, you know, uh, David was up there, Franklin Gomez was up there, and it was like, I just, I just like clicked with those guys immediately, it didn't, it didn't really feel like weird, like introductions, like I needed to like get to know these people, it felt like right. I just like had already known them for years, and, and as every guy on the team was the same way, you know, meeting, you uh, meeting the team and that it was all like like we had been friends forever and that it's just kind of felt like immediately connection immediately connected with them and it was just pretty cool and I think that like we just try to keep that environment super welcoming um and just like we're just being ourselves you know not really like trying to like force anything it's just like I feel like everybody's very comfortable and just you can be themselves right um in the room and that, that helps
1: a lot and I know that for you, it's it's funny. I think I, I've seen it personified in your life, but I know two of the things that were always important to Cal were the importance of having fun when you wrestle and the importance mm-hmm. of faith. And I'm sure right. when you came there, did you feel that instantly? Like, okay, this is a place I can have fun when, when I'm wrestling and wrestling will be fun. And the same with your faith, that you could live out your faith and not, you know, I feel like the wrestling community is very, there's a lot of Christians in wrestling, but did you feel... Um, like you were open, and you you could have your faith to the full extent you wanted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was one thing that that was super important to me, especially since you know I came I came all the way to Penn State from from Texas, and I was just there was really nobody that I knew out here. It was right. like I didn't really like I didn't have family out here. I didn't have anybody like that that was that I was like super close with yet. But um, I felt like they were welcome they, they were so welcoming, and I knew that. Uh, that faith was super important part of, of all of our coaches lives. And that was something that really meant a lot to me. And I felt like it helped me get plugged in almost immediately with, with churches and with youth groups and just with like a good good group of friends and stuff. And that's something that like is definitely, I feel like talked about more and lived out more by our coaches than, than probably most coaching staffs, not only in wrestling, but in any sport and, that's something that like they really value, and I think that it really is just a huge part of their lives, and, and it shows in their actions and their character.
1: Right. I remember the first time I came down to visit Cal, he was going house hunting, and I had to leave mm-hmm. Sunday morning, but I remember him saying, that, you want to go to church with me today? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'd love to. I'm like, I have to get home, and I, I was leaving right. at like 4 or 5 a.m., so I was actually going to be able to make it home before I, our church service started here. But mm-hmm. it was such a nice feeling that, you know, you never know when, when you meet people and then you go somewhere, like you have a, a vision in mind of what somebody might be, like a coach or something. But it's cool. And then I, I've seen throughout your career, I've seen the whole time how you you play out faith at the center and how you keep things fun. And one thing I was wondering too is I remember last year, I can't remember if you remember this, but I remember you you put on in your Instagram story, you put a question of When have you felt God's presence in your life? And there was a lot of super super cool responses, but I don't know if you ever put what one time in your life was. And I was always curious about that. I always (laughs) forgot to ask you.
0: Yeah, I kind of just did that because, like, I was thinking about in 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 my life and like where I feel God and um, just it was we did. I did get a bunch of really really cool responses, but um, I would say like that the times that i feel god like most profoundly are when i'm doing like it or when i'm being like active and moving like i feel him in wrestling practice for sure like like just i just know that like that's where i'm supposed to be and it's such a cool feeling like i didn't i i didn't really start to do that until probably like halfway through my college career but like because like i would just kind of i would say keep I, I had, like, very strong faith, but, like, I didn't really, like, relate it to wrestling or yeah. um, let him into that part of my life, like, super easily. It was kind of like the times that I would let him in are when, like, things would be going bad, and I would just be like, God, like, why is this happening? But halfway through my college career, I just started to, like, like kind of listen and just, like, start to feel and, like, like allow him into, like, wrestling. And just I just felt him more, like, just in the middle of practice, I'd be like... Even if I was, like, dead tired and, like, couldn't even, like, move, I would just be, like, wow, like, this is where God wants me to be. And, like, I just felt him yeah, with me, like, awesome. in those moments and stuff. And that's just – that's something that, like, I still do to this day. I just try to keep that – keep my mind on that when I'm, when I'm wrestling in practice and competing and stuff. And it's, it's made wrestling so much more fun and so much more just, like, just cool because – I don't have to like keep those parts of my life separate. I feel like right. it's it's part of my purpose and part of my calling and it just makes it like that much more fun for me.
1: And it's funny how I think we all do that. I think there's times in our, our lives that we like, okay, I'm getting married and I'm building a house and there's times that I'm like, Okay, God, what is your will for this house or for your for this wedding? Should we do this, this or that? And I'm praying about something. But then there's opportunities in business or certain aspects of my life that I just do. I don't necessarily pray about them. I'm just like, okay, this seems like a good opportunity. Let me take it. Or this I want to do. You know, and I feel like the more yeah. the more we don't put God in a box and kind of have him where we want, I do think there's more freedom. And I think there's mm-hmm. more success too. And I think there's more there's more times that people do have that freedom. And, you know, it, it kinda leads me to another thing I was thinking, which is How do you, and and maybe this is like a, ties into that. How do you continue to have fun doing what you do? You know, I think the obvious answer to many is that you win. I think I, I read somewhere that like between high school and college, you won, I don't know, like 330 matches or 318 matches out of 330, like something Mm -hmm. stupid like that. So clearly winning is fun, but how do you keep having fun doing it you know how do you make sure that do you ever have to try and say hey let me get back to having fun or are you just having fun constantly
0: um i i think it's definitely it's a few things it's a it's a mindset i think like you have to you can't be focused on the wrong things to start you can't be focused on like i just i think a lot of times i was actually talking with my girlfriend the other day about just like destination fallacy and so winning to me, winning is going to be fun no matter what I'm doing. Whether I'm playing dodgeball, whether I'm uh, doing another sport, whether I'm playing computer game, you know, winning yeah. is always fun. It's it's irrelevant what the activity is that you're doing. Like you're always going to have fun when you win. So you can't expect yourself to just have fun from purely winning. And for me, it's like if I just wanted to win, I would do something way easier than wrestling because wrestling is probably the hardest thing that you can do. You know, I would right. just fo- I would focus eight hours a day and go play Fortnite because that's easy and, and it's way easier <laughs> to win. And right. wrestling, it's like really, really hard. I'm like, you're, you're, you're killing yourself every day in training. And so to me, what's fun about wrestling is is the sport itself. Like I just enjoy like learning new moves, learning new techniques, getting into weird positions, seeing how you can figure it out. It's like a puzzle. It's like, strategy but it's not just but it's like with your own body which that's what like i love being able to move and i love being like able to do athletic things and like the physiology and anatomy of the human body is, is super interesting to me so that's why i love wrestling just like the different like it's like figuring out a puzzle but it's with your own body and you get to control it and that's just that's part of what I love about the sport and it's ever changing. You know, it's if you look at wrestling 10 years ago and if you look at wrestling 10 years before that and 10 years before that, it's, it's almost a completely different sport. You know, it's always evolving and that's something that I really just appreciate about it. And I just love being in there and practice and and learning like every day. And so that's what makes it fun for me. You know, winning winning to me is always going to be fun and it's definitely a big part of the sport that is really fun, but you can't have the destination fallacy and thinking like, I'm going to have fun once I win. You know, I just, it's more so to me about enjoying, enjoying getting to that point.
1: And for people who are listening, who don't know destination fallacy, I believe to my understanding, it's pretty much enjoying the journey, right? And not just looking at the destination thinking that's, what's going to feel good. And I think so many people do do that. They think, okay, maybe I'm not really enjoying the, the process of, of the grind of wrestling practice and tournaments and, and, travel that's not fun and going to russia or belarus or, or budapest going to these places is just from experience and i think you have to have fun to maintain that and i remember for for me growing up in in the high school that was really good wrestling people burned out mm-hmm. and they were you know multiple time state champs and they did nothing in college like either just flopped or didn't go and i think right. a large part of that was because they weren't having fun and I, I do, you, you see that when you walk into the Penn State room, th- there is always that dynamic. Uh, sometimes when, when Don and I go, we sit there and laugh during dodgeball. It's just similar yeah. like the one liners. <laughs> like Cal will, Cal will get mad that there's alliances and stuff. And it's just, it's so fun to be, for me, it's like, I don't wrestle, but being in the wrestling room, it, it motivates me to have fun doing what I'm doing and to be, to be good at it. And I know that you've got plans to go into MMA, Do you Mm -hmm. have fun when you're when you're training for MMA? Like there's obviously fun wanting to go into it to win, but talking about enjoying the journey, are you enjoying that now? Are you still just trying to kind of enjoy with okay, I have all eyes right now on Tokyo and the Olympics? Are you having fun like starting no matter what, even if you go and win a gold medal in Tokyo and then you go and do MMA, this is still part of that journey to MMA. So you're right. kind of enjoying them together, or is it just all eyes on wrestling right now?
0: Yeah, so right now, for me, I'm 100% focused on wrestling. I'm I'm focused on winning gold medal in 2020 and just being yep. the best wrestler that I can possibly be. And that's what, that's what I'm focused on right now and will be um, until I want to transition full-time into yep. MMA. You know, I've done, I have, like, done, like, a few, like, like uh sessions like hitting pads and sparring and stuff like that but yeah I, I wouldn't even really call that training that was more just like me doing it for fun like i do right and going back to what you're saying like yeah i do i do enjoy i d- and really enjoy all the martial arts you know kickboxing jujitsu muay thai boxing all all that stuff I, I really love it i watch youtube videos all day of like different martial arts and and mma and stuff and i uh i really am excited to transition to To that but i right now wrestling is where my heart is and that's i want to keep continuing to to be the best wrestler that i can possibly be but yeah I, I have loved like just the training sessions that i've done in other disciplines whether that being like boxing or jiu-jitsu and those have been a lot of fun for me um so i'm excited for my future and it feels good to know like that that's what i want to move on to eventually but right. right now i am focused on wrestling exclusively it,
1: and it's got to be nice too that you know, wrestling's wrestling, whether it's folk style, freestyle, whatever. But it does have to be nice that you can focus now on one style and not worry about, you know, not not worry about folk style, not worrying about the college season, just being in state mm-hmm. college and doing what you do. Have you been able to you know change up your schedule a bit and kind of have a bit more freedom and enjoy it even more because of that?
0: Uh, this since NCAA is, my schedule has been pretty crazy, like just with travel and, and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's been, it's been nuts. Like I've been in so many different, different States and I think I was told tallying it up. And at one point over like four days or five days, I was in like seven different States. It was crazy. Wow. But, but, um, wow. yeah, it was nuts. And so I bet I've been traveling a ton and, and that's been fun, you know, doing clinics, doing camps. And, and different stuff, but um, I do like the fact that now that I know, like, the fall's about to come up, that I'm just gonna be able to focus exclusively on wrestling and freestyle at that, because wrestling is wrestling, but, like, the biggest difference to me is just, like, parterre on the mat, because, yeah, I mean, if you watched my matches from US Open, World Team Trials and stuff, like, I didn't really do a ton of parterre. Like, I had a few turns on guys and stuff, but, like, that's mostly just because, like, I, those, were, that, those were just turns that I've been doing since I was, like, really little. And it wasn't, like, anything new that I, like, developed. It was just, like, being good at wrestling. It wasn't really, like, me working on my technique right. and, like, developing that. It was just, like, oh, like, I'm good at wrestling so I can do some freestyle turns. It wasn't, like, like you go and you, you watch the Russian guys and they, like, they have a plan when they're on top. For me, I still really don't feel like I have, like, a plan like that. And so that's what I'm trying to develop right now is just like my parterre game which makes a big difference because it's it's very different from folk style but it's exciting because I it's I want to learn how to score points there and I just think like if if I get as good at that position as I am on my feet then I'm going to be scoring twice as many points so that's that's cool to me.
1: Yeah, that that's interesting because it, it seems like Maybe I'm wrong here, but it seems like in freestyle you can have kind of more of a game plan. where you can definitely have a game plan in folk style, of course, but it feels like there's so much more you can tactically do to score points, whereas when you go out there in folk style, it seems like you're going out there to score points, but it's, you know, takedown, 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 whereas in freestyle, you know, you can have a tech in 25 seconds if you take the guy down and lace him, you know? That's interesting. What... From a standpoint of the next one year, two years, three years, four years, whatever period of time you think, what is one thing you're really looking forward to?
0: Mm, well, I love I love um, just being able to like kind of have a lot of a lot more freedom and and be able to. Just pick and choose what I want to do when I want to do it and so like that's been really fun for me the last six months and I think just like over the next four years kind of I get to choose my own destiny and that looking forward to like just having having it under my control even in my own hands like before like the last five years and uh and before that too it was always like all right like I had my coaches I had my dad I had like a schedule set out And for me, like, it's, it's exciting to just like, I, and I'm looking forward to having like control of like all my decisions and just seeing like where that leads me. And I feel like I have a good plan set out, but you know, with that's like just things like I just traveling internationally and, and, and doing tours and, and competing and stuff like that. Like, so my favorite thing to do is compete. So that's what I want to spend my time focusing on. And that's what I look forward to most. So like, just competing in the olympics competing at the u23 world championships this more more close to where we're at now and uh just being able to do that so like because that's what i love to do and like kind of nice now like i get to choose to do that so yeah anytime i can compete that's what i'm gonna do because that's what i love doing the most and that's probably what i'm looking forward to and not only for the next one two three four years but until i'm so my body can't do it anymore whether that's wrestling or mma or whatever sport i'm doing i just i love to compete and to uh that's that's my favorite thing you know i said i love practice practice is probably my favorite part of every day and can't and, and i can but like the actual like live competition that's that's like my favorite thing to do for sure
1: makes sense you know i'm thinking back to that when we were talking about the faith component another thing that mm-hmm. i was thinking about is was you know sometimes I talked to Burroughs about this a a number of times that when you're the top dog or when you're really good at something, sometimes it's so much harder because you are the top dog. Like in 330 matches, you lost 12 times. Have Mm -hmm. there been so there's not I don't want to say there's not that many lows, but there's not that many public lows where like there's those crushing defeats that you kind of lean on God to get you through. But mm-hmm. behind the scenes, has there been those times that you can think of or recall where you felt like, "Man, this sucks," and and God kind of got you through it, or has it always just been, "I work hard, and you know the results are there"? What has that been like?
0: Yeah, I, I really feel like um, my I, I'm super super competitive in everything, and. Especially like something that like wrestling that I'm gonna spend hours and hours every day, for years and years, and something like that like, it doesn't ever like make sense to me to like lose. You know what I mean? So right. I don't I don't ever I've never gone to a match like expecting to lose, and I and I never will. And I don't think I should ever lose a match. Just that's just how my my brain works. Right. And so when I do when I have in the past, it's, it's, they stay with me. They don't really just like go away. And so like, I I don't really, I do feel like I, after that happens, I, it really, it hurt, it hurts me like crushes me bad. But, um, I do try, I try to go to God in those moments. I try to go to him in the moments that, that I'm winning too, because I know that that's, that's still him and he still loves me regardless of like the outcomes of my matches and so I try to just keep that consistent and not and not really like put I'm not trying to put blame on him or anything like that or because I know that if I'm going to blame him for the the bad things I should blame him for the good things too. Right. But um yeah, I I I think it's just like for me those those losses like kind of just they stay with me and so like I, I do go to go to God a lot and I'm always asking him like like what is what is your purpose for me in this? What are you trying to teach me through this? And I feel like uh through through my matches that I've lost, he's taught me he's taught me certain things and I I go back to my match my freshman year in the NCAA finals against Miles Martin and I feel like he really taught me like right there he was just trying to tell me like like Bo, you're like your identity is not in wrestling and like you're putting too much importance on winning and losing. And that's something that I learned. I think I didn't really learn it until the next year when I won the NCAs because I felt the low like what seemed like the lowest low. Like just coming up short of my goal in the way that I did and a guy that I had beat so many times already, like coming up short in that way and then going all the way full circle to the next year. Winning like the toughest bracket in the tournament and beating a guy that was like the pound pound number one guy in the finals and and, and feeling both the, the the terrible feeling after I lost and like the amazing feeling after I won. It just made me realize like, all right, these feelings are so fleeting. Like I got after I lost, I got better and I got back on the horse and I kept kept uh, training and kept competing and stuff. And I did the exact same thing after I won. And so it just made me realize, like, winning and losing, yeah, we always want to win, and winning is definitely way more fun than losing, but that's not my identity, and that's not what defines me, and that's not my value. It's not in how many matches I win or how many matches I lose. And so I just think, like, I'm always trying to learn lessons and what he's trying to teach me, and that was one that I learned from starting from that that kind of agonizing, terrible feeling, yeah, and then I did. I didn't. It took me a full year to understand why he, why what that perp, the purpose of that moment was in my life, but yeah, I mean, because I think I'm kind of stubborn. Like I don't really. We all are. <laughs> just I'm not really just like, red. Always the most eager to. Let bad things happen to me and learn from them. But yeah. Uh, and I think a lot know. of
1: times, like I know myself included, like you see, you see whether it's a loss or, you know, for me, maybe it's a business failure or whatever it may be. And you, you kind of right. take that stride initially, but you don't really yeah. see what God's doing in you or through you until the next part of the plan comes to fruition. So that yeah. loss doesn't really, you don't see the whole purpose or the whole plan that God has until you win. Not that necessarily winning, but it happened. Just so happened for you, it was winning, um, right? And then you know that was able to take it to the next step in your faith. And you know it's funny. One of my closest friends, who's assistant pastor at the church I go to, he mm-hmm. he was a really good wrestler in high school, and then he ended up blowing out his knee. Couldn't go to super sectionals, and at the time he wanted nothing more. But it turns out because he blew his knee out. He ended up going. I think it was a birthday party, and he met his wife, and they got married. Wow. and Now they have four kids. They've been together like ten years. Like it's crazy. But at the time, he wanted nothing more than just to go to states, win a state championship, and that was that. And I don't think he really kind of saw it until he got married, or until yeah, he met insane. her and knew, like, hey, wow, like all I wanted was this, but God had better. And he's longed. To always told me in conversation that there's so many times God wraps our his denials for our request for for silver wrapped in gold and we Mm -hmm. never know until i think it comes to fruition so it's cool that you know you can relate and and for you it's that standpoint of of matches and losing a match and not really saying okay why i didn't like that i'm sure now there's a little bit with losing to Jaden at final x and now Mm -hmm. god's working certain things and you will look back and see okay i see what you did there but it definitely is hard it's i think we're all stubborn like that I don't think many of us like to take a losing Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> For well. sure. Like
0: it's just, it's something that like, I, I feel like I feel, I definitely feel different after, after losing after that. Like, you know, I, I think back to like where, how, how I acted in middle school and high school and, and up to that moment and how I would take the loss and accept it. And, it was, it was much different than the way that I do it now. And I feel like, like it taught me, it did, it just taught me to, that's not my value. You know, at the end of the day, like that's just, that's not like, I'm not only valuable when I win, like no one is, it's everybody has intrinsic value instilled in them, no matter what they're doing in their life. And so that's just like, I'm always trying to like, keep that in mind. And it still, it yeah. still hurts, but like, just, it's still, it, because I always, I'm like, some days in practice, I'll come out of practice and I'll be like, I freaking suck. <laughs> like, what, is, like, are you, like, are you kidding me? Like, wh- what am I doing? Like, this is, this is bad. This is so embarrassing. And then I'm like, all right, bro, you need to calm down. Like, you can't be like, you can't right. be like doing that to yourself and stuff. But like, still like, so like, I'm still learning and I'm still being stubborn about it. But like, I don't know, just something like, I, I feel like. There's always that thing that like you know what's the right thing to do, what's the right way to act, the right way to think, but you still don't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, totally. And the funny thing too is if you look at things like in or out of context, like, if I'm not mistaken, I think wasn't that loss to Miles your freshman year the only loss you had at that tournament over four years?
0: Yeah, it was. So if
1: you think about it, it was like you probably wrestled twenty five matches at NCAAs, you lost one. But mm-hmm. that one match, like the weight of that you still felt you you felt it for years you felt that you know what i mean like it's nuts in context like it's one match but so many times i feel like when it's what when the when the context changed and and the perception is this is all that matters right now or this is the most important thing right now man that weight is heavy but then you don't really see like okay god's just refining me right now it's yeah and it's
0: so interesting because like exactly you said it's just like a social construct like of like importance where it's like everybody it, it, it is you like look back on to like the basis of it and it's like all right it just it's one match like you can look at it that way but then like socially it's like it's like yeah it's like we construct this like oh it's the but it's the NCA finals and like this right. and that and like and it's like it i don't know if it should mean more than the than any other match like probably not in all honesty and i guess that's right. why like they have that, like, cliche saying of, like, treat every match the same and, like, treat every match like it's the championship match and stuff.
1: Right.
0: Because then they're, like – but, like, yeah, I mean, it is – it it sucks losing that one and it hit me deeper. But I think that, like, I had to for God to teach me the lessons that I needed to learn, so.
1: Totally. And if you look at what – it's always hard to do it, but you look at what would happen if you had won that match and God didn't work certain things through you, and maybe you right. lost your junior and senior year. Or, you know, right. it's easy sometimes to look back at losses when you have victories after and say, okay, right. God, I see what you did there. It's tough, I feel like, if you have a success or a win and then failure, and you would have said, okay, God, I would have traded the failure for earlier on if you would have yeah. taught me then and I had that lesson with me longer, versus. Right. You know, not really knowing, but I think that's a huge thing to be able to look back. And for me, I know being able to look back at losses encourages me in the future that if I'm going through something else like, OK, God, I saw what you did then. You were with me then. You're with me now. Like, I know what the outcome can be. And I think that's crucial. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting how that how a loss can set you up to just say, OK, no matter what, I know I can rebound in the highest of fashion from a loss. And it can apply to anything in life. It just so happens that here, you know, it's matches, but. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah it's just like, there's there's always, I don't know, I think we, we just make it like, like for me it was like, this is like the entire world re- resting on this one match. And it's like, I wasn't thinking about my sophomore, junior, senior year. I wasn't thinking about all the years after that that I'll have to be able to compete. I was just thinking like like, so like. Right, tonight's everything. Yeah, exactly. It's everything. And and then and I think we 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 get caught up in doing that like all the time like oh this is everything. But like in reality like we have a long time. We have a lot of time to make up uh for that and to like just like keep growing and keep learning and and getting better and and we just I don't think that's really like accounted for and it feels weird because it's like it's almost like in that moment it's like all right, if I'm thinking that way, like I'm not prepared to win. But like, I don't think that's true because, like, you can't if you, if you make it that 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 much like your identity, you're just yeah. putting too much you're just putting too much pressure on yourself to win, and it's never like gonna be like a positive thing. Like, you like there's probably like a ratio of pressure that's like an ideal amount for you to compete your best and stuff. I'm sure like sports psychologists can have done studies on that I don't I don't know any of them but I'm sure there's an ideal amount
1: totally and I I know that like Helen Marouille was telling me a story that before the Olympics when she won she was full of stress full of anxiety full of just like I'm not enough I can't do this and Mm -hmm. there was a point where vividly she just heard from God like you're enough I'm with you you're enough just go out relax have fun and she won a gold medal and she defeated a legend in doing so and she's like, had I held on to that stress and anxiety, that pressure, I would have never been able to do it. And I think so many times it's like, okay, God does say, like, cast your burden on me. And we don't. We're just like, right. no, no, I got this. I got to go do this. Or, we, or we're, we're, we're just apathetic to the idea of it. We're subconsciously just taking it into our own hands and not putting them in God's hands to say, what do you want to do here? And can you right, help me? if Control if, it. Right, if winning's your plan for me, but I'm taking it in my own hands, like, there's... Yeah, that's pretty cool to, to put the perspective of being able to know, you know, that loss set me up for, for what I did after that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still... Like, the thing is it it did set me up, and I'm, like, grateful for it, but, like, it doesn't change the fact that it hurts, and I think that's oh, okay. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be, like... Like, even, like... Like four years later, I don't think about it, and I'm not like, man. Like I'm happy that happened. <laughs> like right. I still, no, totally. I still wish it didn't happen, but I can look at it a little differently than than the way I did like like four years ago. You know. Yeah,
1: you, you can look at it with a piece. I I don't think you know. There's obviously all these cliche sayings like time heals all wounds and this and that. Right. And and I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think time can give us perspective. Mm-hmm and i think yeah. god can ease pain but yeah of course it still sucks to lose nobody wants to lose and i'm sure there's always that like man i could have won you know i could have won that match i could have been a four time champ and whatever but right. I, it definitely hurts i think so many times people are are caught up in a in a world where they feel like they can't hurt which is which is nuts mm-hmm. hurting's part of the process but um yeah, that's cool. Is there any other time you can think of, like maybe it wasn't a loss, maybe it was a loss, but when when you looked back and and said, "Hey, okay, God, I see what you did there." Mm, I think like
0: like uh, just like relationships and yeah. um, like coming different things like like why why I came to Penn State was one that has always been super super positive. I didn't really have any negative feelings ever to like yeah. why I came here. Um, but like I did have to leave my family and, and go halfway across the country. And like, I didn't really, I don't get to see my family nearly as much as I would have liked to, but and they're great. People. So there are sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. I'm, I'm, I love being around them. And so that's, that was something that was really, that was hard for me. Um, yeah, but just like, I think that you can really look at like, any type of like pivotal moment in your life and find and and at some point find a, a hidden meaning of why it happened that you didn't realize in the moment you know like any any pivotal moment in your life like you can you can understand why at, at in the future however many years it takes and look back and see like ah uh, you know i see purpose in that and yeah
1: and I think it's important to keep looking to God so he can reveal those things to you. Because I don't think yeah. on our own we'll always find those out. I think it's a matter of, you know, you plug into God, let's say, after a loss, and he gets you through it. But I think then it's important still, a year, two, three, four years later, to be able to keep seeking him, to keep looking back and saying, okay, I see what you did there. But but have that open open dialogue, so sort to of speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, And, and I think it's just like, knowing that he is with you like through the ebbs and flows of life like whether your life is going exactly as you planned or you know not as you planned at all it's just like that like he's there he's with you and understanding like he's good and he's like he loves us and what that means is like not that he is controlling every part of our life and making sure that it's all good and works out but like that he's giving us the choice to choose him to choose our actions and our thoughts our words different things like that and so like that and that that's what him loving us looks like is allowing us when we're so bad at making decisions yeah so but but to but to make them on our own and figuring figuring it out and that's what i think like that's that's kind of what i think like what good parenting look like looks like in a way like like a lot like I just told you Becca that the other to, day, right? Do that, and I think like it's like, and like God is a good a good father to us, and He allows us to like live our lives and and figure those things out on our own and on our own time, and like that's something that I'm just like very grateful for, and thinking of, like, and that's why I always try to like make sure that like I keep Him like as like the most important part of my life, because I know that like. He'll never leave me. He doesn't value me based on, um, on my accomplishments or anything else. It's just, it's just because he loves me and he's gonna be with me and be there. And I think like that's just something that I really have grown to appreciate. And that because life just doesn't always work out the way that you wanted to. And you know, for me, it seems like the last, the last few years, like it, it has really like, and I'm very like grateful for that. But I still. I, I, I think that a lot of times when that happens, it's easy to like forget about God and like think that you're, you're in control and you're doing all of this, but like he's allowing it to happen and still the same way he allows the bad to happen. And so it's just like always going back to like that foundation and that, that home base of, of him and his love.
1: Yeah, totally. And you know, I know one of the heart checks for me constantly is that, you know, God's given me a lot of success and I never want God to have to take it away from me to get my attention. And I right. think there's so many times in our lives, if we're not aware of, you know, that it is God's doing, it's not ours. You, th- there's, there's times I think that God says, okay, I'm not going to take this away from you, but I'm going to let this or that happen. And I I want to get a hold of your heart again. And if that means mm-hmm. you're not going to have this success, so I can right. reach you, I'll allow that. And I think it's yeah. so crucial. Like, you you never kind of want to have to hit rock bottom for that, so I think that's a good, good perspective to have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like you shouldn't need to lose to learn. Like that's yeah. kind of something that that I've always thought, and that I uh, try to keep in my mind. Like when the thing when things are going well.
1: Yeah. Without a doubt. All right, man. Well, mm-hmm. listen. I know you got to keep training. I know you got to take the dog (laughs) for a walk, I'm sure. Oh, your dog's with your parents, right? He's with my parents right now. He's coming back soon, though. Yeah, that's got to... How how is that being without him? I'd I'd be going nuts. Yeah, it
0: sucks. It sucks. (laughs) I miss him a lot. But he's coming back soon, so I'm excited to get him back. Oh, that's good.
1: All right, man. Well, listen, go about your day. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on this uh, podcast, and and I'm sure we'll chat soon.
0: No doubt. Thank you for having me,
1: Justin. I appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Thanks. And that's today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did and Bo did. If you liked it, be sure to let me know. Share it with a friend, with a family member. Share it with your Facebook friends. Share it on Twitter, whatever you want to do. But we'd appreciate the love, especially as this is a new podcast and we're trying to reach as many people as we can. So thank you again for listening and I'll be back shortly with another episode. Bye.